Brandon. Jake. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, you, well, <laughs> I, I was going to say something and then I just was blanked all of a sudden. Hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to this, this week's episode of the Writer's Block. We're going to be talking about holidays and resolutions. And Jake. Yes. We, it's our 40th episode and it's our season two finale. Can you believe that? I know. It seems so weird because I feel like we just started this season and maybe it just feels really short compared to our first season, which I feel like was forever long. It was a really uh, long season. Let's just say that. It was very long. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm just excited. It's, it's nice to, uh, kind of have a, wrap-up of A little bit of a break, right? We're okay with that. Everyone needs a little bit of a break. So for those of you that are new, welcome to the show. Um, if you'd like to join in on this conversation, please hit that mic button in the little bottom corner of your screen. And Jake, where can they listen to us at? They can listen to us at any streaming platform, but especially if you could go over to podbean.com, check us out, give us a like and a follow, and especially if you really loved the episode or any of our episodes, give us a comment. Yes, yes. And we have a surprise at the end of the show um, that yeah. we'll be announcing. It's already been announced, but we'll just reiterate. So I don't know if people have seen it or not. But um, yeah. so we got to talk about our off-topic topic, right? Before that, Brandon. Oh, oh we got to go back. Okay. Before that. How's your oh, week? Oh, yes. We got to ask each other how our weeks are going. You know, it's been a very long week. I... Woke up today and I was like, oh, it's only Tuesday. And I was like, wait, no, it's Friday. And then I'm like, it's only, and then I'm like it's no, only it's Wednesday. fucking Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus, get some coffee in your system. Like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I well, love it. It's, it's been a rough week because I've been waking up earlier because I've been doing morning workouts. Yeah, because you needed to do extra workouts. Uh, well, apparently I like to, you know. You're a masochist. Yeah. Anyway. That's that's really what this that's boils what it down, comes to. down to, which is sounds about right. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Yes. Uh, how's your week going, Jake? Um, it has been good. I was sick earlier this week, and so that was kind of like blah. But um, I'm doing better, and I too feel like this is like the longest week in the history of weeks. Yes, it's. It's, it's weird. Just, it's just weird. a long, let's just get this week over with so we can move on from it, right? Let's just. Yeah, but let's enjoy our hour of wonderfulness with the writer's yes, block. Yes, of course. That's why we're here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now you now you can have your off-topic now topic. Now I can talk about our off-topic topic because it is my turn to hit you with something you don't know what I've, I've prepared, right? Well, yeah. So. Disney has announced that they are oh, they no. are planning what is it? A Disney community. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like that's getting a little cultish, but we will move on from that. Um it's basically like I haven't it I barely read into it so I don't know a whole lot of details about it, but I was like, "Oh, a, a Disney community, huh? That would be interesting." Yeah, I feel like that's already like a thing as far as like socially. Like, there's a community of like massive, like hardcore, diehard 
Disney fans. Well, I think this is going to be like, like a town. Yeah, I. that's what I was thinking you meant. I find that interesting. Is this going to look like Disneyland? I like, don't, we're going to walk down, like, brick streets and... Seems like a lot of work. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Disney, right? Like, well, obviously. Gonna, <laughs> they they're going to run the world one day. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> that being said, out of yes. all of the Disney princesses, Ooh. Which one are you? Um, and, and all of our listeners, if you want to comment which Disney princess you are, please comment. Um, but yes, feel free. Jake, which one are you? I I know this is kind of generic, I but I feel generic. like I feel Just like I'm Belle. Belle. I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> You did not know it. There's no way you could have even better. I knew it. I was like, he's gonna say Belle. Well, yeah, she loves books and she feels kind of odd and weird in her community, and you know that totally describes me. I mean, yeah. Don't even start with me. Don't even start with me. Who would you be, Brandon? Ariel. Ooh, why Ariel? I because I just love Ariel. I think she's amazing. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean I, that I don't, that's who you like. Need. I don't know. Like we've had this. Uh, we've actually never had this discussion, but I just I just love Ariel. I think. Yeah, I just I just like her a lot. I am. I will let you have. So that okay, one. I will let you have if, that one. Okay, if you were any Disney villain, who would you be? Oh, that's even harder. Um, M says she'll be Maleficent, which fits very well. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, honestly, what's like the weakest, most pathetic Disney Stop villain? <laughs> you can't. Because that would be me. I feel like I would be like, um, I feel like I would be a henchman. I don't feel like I would be a Ooh, villain. Carolyn says Mulan for her. Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You got to pick one. I can't. I can't guide you along this this journey. Fine, I would be Jafar because he has some great fashion taste. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Jafar, <laughs> Jesus. And who would you be? I'm, I'm torn. <laughs> Between two, so I'll let I will let the audience decide on this one on who I would be between these two. Would I be Ursula, or would I be um, well, Scar? Oh, you would totally be Ursula. I feel, I feel Sorry, like I'm more folded towards Ursula because she's all dramatic and shit, and I just yeah, that's totally yeah. you. Yeah, well, those are my off-topic topics. I wrote those down like three weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, I got it. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. All right. You are very such dork. I, I love know. it. I am. So, all right. Well, let's get on. This week, we're going to be talking about holidays and holiday resolutions and all things holidays. holidays. So, I think like Hallmark. So, Jake, how do you write a good holiday story? Um, first you pick a holiday, okay. 
and then you write a story oh, oh. about that holiday. There we have it. <laughs> thanks for thanks, coming to this episode. It was so good to see Look everyone. To Hallmark. <laughs> you know, Hallmark is known for their holiday stories about the big city girl that moves to small town, small town Snowyville. And, you know, she falls in love with local hunk that is wearing flannel that is underappreciated. There you go. That's how you write it. Well, yeah, but then you got to make sure that you have the, she gives up her career oh. and then there's this betrayal yes. and, you know, yep. there's all the rest of the story that you are forgetting. Yes. That's really important. It's not how any Hallmark movie is done at all. At all. Um, I will say, though, it really does depend on the holiday that you're talking okay. about. Because there are some great stories out there that deal with things other than wintertime holidays. Okay. <laughs> well, let's focus. I think we should focus on the wintertime holidays since how that's... Tis, Rude. tis the season right now. I mean, we'll we'll come back to some of those in season three. Wow. Um, what if I wanted to talk about leap year right um, now? We could talk about leap year. That's perfectly acceptable. No, you already said I no. Forgot it is a leap year this year, isn't it? Nope. Not even going to talk to you. Okay. Well, this is going to be a very awkward hour for the next. I'm gonna, I'm going to pout a little day. bit. It's fine. You want to pout? Go ahead. Sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I will. Um, no, <laughs> you're honored. As far as a, as far as the holiday story, you're looking at a lot of different things. Like, is this a romance story? Is this a religious story? Is this like there are so many different aspects that you need to take into consideration when you say, "Hey, I'm going to write a holiday story." Okay. Um. Now. That being said, I have a holiday story I watch every year. Oh my gosh, Brandon, no. And I have to I have to watch it and I haven't watched it yet. Jake, do you know what that holiday story is? I know what that holiday story is. It's Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws! I love Santa Jaws. It's so it's horribly bad. It's this Christmas themed Jaws. Let's just say that. It is ridiculous. And that this is incredible. Do, it is ridiculous. Carolyn, you've, Carolyn, Carolyn, you've seen it? No. No, I haven't, but I'm thinking I have to change You that. need to, because you, you, but you have to go into it not taking it seriously, because it's like a B-rated movie. Like, it would have been straight to D. B-rated? B? No, 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 yes. no. No, no, no. Yeah. Thank you, David. It is not a B-rated it, it movie. Is, it is straight to DVD. Like, first, what do I call them? First draft movies is what I like to call yeah, it's it's totally a first draft movie. It is it is so bad. And here's the thing: I hate horror. I hate scary movies. I watched this one just because Brandon wouldn't shut up about it for so long. Hilarious. And I watched it. And yes, there were parts that scared me. But the point is, is that I came away from it feeling like that was a first draft movie. So. That's a way to do it. And if you, I think if you do a first draft book, knowing that you're going to be campy, right? Oh, so campy. lean into it, lean into that shit. Right. And the okay. So Brandon, why does campy work for holiday movies or books or media in general? Well, I think, I think us focusing on the comedy aspect of a holiday story, um, they're so, like, I see them, and yes, there's a lot of romance 
holiday themed, but I think the biggest ones tend to be more comedy driven because it's like, this is ridiculous. Like you're involving family and you can't, it's just that family drama and that family, family style comedy where it's funny when you look back on it, but in the moment it's not funny. So somebody else watching it or reading it or getting to see that insight actually makes it very funny. Think of Christmas vacation, right? It's, it's just him trying to have a holiday dinner. Right. And that's, chaos ensues and it's a lot of it's not out of the realm of possibility there are some that are definitely out of the realm of possibility but and parts of that movie definitely but it works and they lean into it and like um a christmas story that's a book and it's a comedy and yeah and it It works works really well and and here's the thing we're talking about writing in general we're not Ugh, dang it. <laughs> so I just, I wanted to say that um, Home for the Holidays is a really good holiday movie. Okay. It's, it's uh, Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. It's it's good. Check okay. it out. <laughs> okay. I'm. Uh, here's the thing. Three. I did it again. I did it again. Oh my gosh. I'm working on it, people. I'm working on it. I promise. <laughs> I'm in like a 12-step program for this. Um... I I just, I can't. Brandon, keep talking. <laughs> so, I don't know where Jake was going to go with that. I think if you, when I think holidays, um, you know, you, you do that, the, the Christmas season and what sells well. And you do the, the chaos of the, the, the buying the presents and getting it. And, um, so that plays into it. So that's why I think comedies work really well for the holiday season because there's just it's just chaos right and then but there's that love side where it's like it is nice to spend time with family um when you get along with your family and how they good good how you like (laughs) even though you may not always get along you kind of put your setting your stuff aside for for spending time with the family and each other yeah so with holiday themed writing and and when we're talking about these movies people are behind these movies writing them and so yes we're going to talk about a lot of christmas movies we might even talk about christmas music but the the point is is that all of it is based on somebody sitting down and having an idea and writing something out um so we might not have as many books to throw out there um for holiday writing um and if anybody has amazing holiday books please like hop on here and tell us about uh, them that sounds uh, awesome charles dickens oh don't even start with charles dickens why that's a classic that's literally like it is a he classic. set the bar on that one it's like it's like the christmas i mean it's like the original the christmas yeah. story you know what i mean like, I, yeah I, the I, I'm christmas carol works really well like, come on. I'm disappointed you didn't point I've that out. I've never read the fucking story. <laughs> I know. Because guess who was supposed to check it out from Libby I two months ago? Well, I didn't want to read it in the middle of fucking August. I was waiting till December, and Jake even warned me. He's like, you won't get it in December. So said, no, I'll wait. And now I don't have it. And now you don't have it. I'll read it when I read it. I'll get to it. Anyways, moving on. Go ahead, Jake. I do appreciate that 
Charles Dickens did something really revolutionary with that story. And that was the fact that he did a major juxtaposition of taking a really classic loving holiday and turning it into a ghost tale. Yes. yes. Yeah. So could it, could it be kind of a, like a, a thriller as well? Well, I think it's, I think for its day, it was considered more of like a ghost story, like horror. Okay. More than anything. Yes. By, by the definitions of, of the time and whatnot. Yeah. Christmas Carol is literally, it's a ghost story. It would probably be considered horror. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. See, this is why we learned. This is why we're here. Yeah. Um, so I, here's the thing. And I said it again and I know I did it and I did it on I'm purpose. I'm just going to tally and let you know at the end. I know. It's going to be astronomical. I totally get it. (laughs) But there is this wonderful, brilliant thing with Christmas movies and Christmas books and things like that, where, Brandon, you've already touched base on this, where there is this huge juxtaposition where we have these uh, family get-together type things that are interjected with comedy or they're interjected with horror like Santa Jaws um, that where you have this crossover where it's not so much just about a holiday. Um, It's about telling a story that wasn't there before. And having that juxtaposition is a great way to do it. And we've talked about that on a lot of different episodes where getting the getting to something new that hasn't been seen or done before is where you want to be at. Right. Um, and this, this is the same thing for like Thanksgiving movies. Um, like Freebird um, was, was hilarious. It was funny. It was, it, it was kind of revolutionary because it was the Thanksgiving movie outside of like a Charlie Brown one. And, it took this kind of juxtaposition of taking the bird's point of view and um, it was just, it was really well done, but they, they, again, they took a a classic story and they flipped it on its head. So, okay. Say I'm writing a story, right? It's a, it's a Christmas story. Okay. When I think of that, when I think of a Christmas story, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of tropes, Right. Yes, absolutely. Should you as an author kind of lean into those? Because they do, there's a reason tropes exist, right? They're, they, they work. They work really well. Um, should you lean into that or try to avoid them? I personally feel like you can lean into them. It's the same thing that you were saying with like the comedy and everything else. Like lean into that stuff because the more kind of ridiculous, the more campy that it is, the the better off you're going to be in a lot of ways. Um, And I know that like the kind of classic Hallmark movie (laughs) set is, is really done around romance and, and yes, it's campy, but a lot of it is a lot of it doesn't have to be, um, but they choose to do it that way. I mean, it works for them, Right. That, that's them. what they, found, they know. They that's found... their brand. They know it and they run with it. And I say, if it works for you, do it. I mean, it wouldn't work for me. And it, I, there, like, for me to write a story like that because that's not really my. A, I don't write romance. 
B, I probably would never write a holiday story. So it wouldn't, it would not fit my brand, right? Does it fit? Uh, I see what you did there. Stop it. <laughs> it's not what I meant, but I'm You're okay. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing is, is that if you find a formula, so to speak, that works for you around holiday stuff, use it. Play to your advantage. Right. Now, what if what if somebody, okay, you already have an existing property. You have intellectual property on a story already, right? Okay. And you decide to write a novella for that character during what their holiday season looks like. What do you okay. think about that? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, and I'm going to, I'm going to call M out right now and be like, M, how would that work for your character to uh, be shoved into a holiday spectacular? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, I and don't know why you're asking M. She's going to say no. Why? <laughs> So I'll do the same thing. David, how would it work if your main character was shoved into a holiday extravaganza? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's actually my first novel that I wrote two years ago. I call it Santa's Coming. It takes place during Christmas. I'm not sold on that title. It sounds like a porno. Uh, <laughs> a little. My, my, fir my first novel was a holiday novel. So, okay. Uh, well enough. Tell us, um, a, tell us about how you came to write a holiday novel. Because you so, write horror. I do write horror. And this is a horror novel. So, so basically what happened was, is I, previous to me writing this novel, I decided I was going to give this a real try to be a writer. And I wasn't having any luck. And I was sitting at work. I was scrolling on Google and whatnot. And I found this picture you know how little kids are scared of Santa Claus? Like they're like they scream bloody murder when you put them in his lap and whatnot. God only knows why we subject them to that. Anyway, I found a picture where this person had doctored the photo to make Santa look like a corpse. Oh my god! And I had this idea for a short story where Santa had died, but the parents kept bring, putting their kids on his lap, and the and the mall people were just like, just keep going until the day ends, and then we'll just we'll deal with him then. And that crapped out on me. And then one day I was talking to my sister about this nonsense. And then I went home that day and I started writing. And four and a half months later, I had my novel. Um, I am so in love with this story I right now. It. Keep going. I seriously love it. It's like Weekend, weekend so, at Bernie's meets Christmas. Yeah, right. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, I'm into it. So so it, it kind of so, – so my whole thing was, okay – so Santa's dead and whatnot, and why is he dead? And the fact, and I and I had this idea of him getting up later. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, why? why how did he end up dead? And what is all this? And literally, I, I can't just really describe to you how I was talking to my sister about a totally different novel, and then just suddenly something just talking to her, something just clicked in my head. I've I've never had an entire novel lay itself out in my head before. Like, like the gist, like the, 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 the bones, yes, but this was bones and meat and all kinds of things. It was amazing. 
So essentially the story is about, it ended up being about this girl named Camilla and her, uh, to save you the gory details, when she's five years old, her whole family's murdered after a night out of pizza. And 12 years later, she's adopted. She's working on adjusting. She's not there yet, but she's, you know, five years old, you're traumatized, that kind of thing. I mean, she saw some of these people die. Um, and her friends go, they're, they're going to play a prank on Santa. Every Christmas, they, they go hog wild and run the out of a muck, you know what I mean? And do crazy yeah. shit and have a good time and that kind of thing. It's all, it's a tradition of theirs. I'm adding Christmas traditions of people that are in my story. And this, this year it's boys versus girls. And this year the girls are going to screw with Santa. They're going to screw with the mall Santa. Okay. So, so they go screw with the mall Santa and things go, he's a perv and things go pear shaped. And he says something to Camilla that triggers her. Like she just has a total meltdown. She runs away from home. She goes to Illinois where she used to live and everybody knows she's adopted. I mean, she has to uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Camilla's white, but her dad in my head is played by Idris Elba. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's a whole like I was like, this is this is this is who who is playing this, but like kind of derpy and like not quite you know being a dad, but not quite sure. You know how dads are with daughters. Yep, yep. <laughs> I do. Very free spirited, and the girlfriend likes to flirt with you because it makes you uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah Idris Elba. <laughs> All right. So everybody knows she's adopted. <laughs> But no one knows why, which she finds amazing because she made the news. Anyway, she explains that the thing that he said was the exact same thing that the killer said to her and blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing, it's like, that's the guy. The mall Santa's the guy that killed my family. I We're going to get revenge. <laughs> I want revenge. And that is the novel. They, um, they basically kill him. Um, they okay. turn it into a... They turn they they kill Mal, the Mal Santa and they basically they turn him into this indestructible uh, necrotic. He's in pain. He's technically dead, but he's like mobile. I won't explain the mechanics, but they do this to him, and he in turn is like, "Well, time for revenge." All right, and it ends up in this bloody, horrible mess. There's a there's a whole thing with him in a mall with a flamethrower. This um, sounds like the things that make up my nightmares, but I am all about the fact that you came up with a holiday book that worked for your genre. Yeah. I'm all into Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Uh, <clears throat> yes, Brandon? Nothing. I'm going to just keep my mouth shut on that one. Yes, Brandon, <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm, yes, please, I'm Brandon. Not, nope, you can enjoy that for a Christmas movie. Well, I think okay. So, so, so let, I'll touch on something real quick if I can, real quick. I think there's, there's, so there's movies that I think are holiday themed, and mine's kind of holiday themed. But then there's also movies that just tangentially occur during the holiday, and I think there's a, I think there's a, a difference there. And 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 Die Hard's one of those films where you kind of go, okay, well, what what is what is the overall Christmassy theme? that makes Die Hard a Christmas movie. And the, the, the truth is, is that John McClane, it's a Christmas movie because John McClane could have just posted up and done nothing. I mean, isn't the Christmas spirit giving? He gives of his, of his time and his body and, 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 you know, his potentially his freedom because he commits a bevy of felonies. Um, it's, 
It's very Christmassy, Brandon. It's very Christmassy. Oh my I'm, gosh. I'm just Mickey my mouth. I did a short story a couple of years ago because I was trying to follow in the Hallmark theme, but my head won't twist in that direction. So the grumpy man who don't believe in Christmas that the girl falls in love with still doesn't believe in Christmas at the end of the book. And the, the girl goes home crying. So, hey. I, th I think that's a realistic holiday story. Like, I don't know. I don't understand why all these holiday stories have to have these perfect happy endings. Where everybody converts over to grab the Christmas spirit and. Yeah, maybe they just don't. <laughs> Mine ends tragically, if anybody wants uh, to know. <laughs> I kind of figured as much, David. <laughs> the cr most Christmassy my novel got was Luca's first dossier, where he hangs eight people from Black Label Records in Nashville from a tree and lights them up. All right, Merry then. fucking Christmas. And that happened around Christmas, so Merry Christmas. I would expect that out of M. Delightful. This has taken a really <laughs> dark turn. I know. I thought we were going to talk about like Hallmark romance I... movies and. Hold on. I'm hold sorry, on. but the last Hallmark Christmas movie I watched, my son was five years old. He's now 19, and that was the Christmas shoes. I will never turn Hallmark on ever again. Totally understandable. So I so cried for two hours. <laughs> My my whole novel, one of the things, that, so I, I told you about all the horrifying stuff. What I didn't tell you is this is a 162,000 word novel and the rest of it is like horror stuff, but it's also this sapphic romance. Oh my gosh, David. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. So like, like, like I told you, it's like her, like Camilla and her ex-girlfriend, right? They end up getting back together like a third or quarter of the way through the novel. And there's this whole thing where they're like Scooby doing things and holding hands and talking about boundaries and watching uh, Lucio Fulci's zombie. And wow. <laughs> Alrighty then. You know, <laughs> and, and like ruining a body pillow. There's a lot that's happening like that. in that book there, David. A lot. Oh my God. Yeah, there is. Like I said, this thing was like, this. it's 162 words. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> I love it. Like I it's almost it, twice it. as long as any novel I've ever written, but yeah, it's great. And 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 you know, I take these kids, and honest to God, horrible things happen to them, like really horrible things. And and I have like this idea in my head of like a, like a you know like an alternate universe where nobody nobody dies and everybody gets together anyway and they're happy and they go on like this weird kinky road trip. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think because I feel bad about what I did to these kids. I mean, like I said, they're kids. They're like 17, 18 years old. I just destroy these people. I take this girl and I just decide, man, I'm going to ruin her life. And I'm like, what are you going to do now? It's like, I'm going to ruin her life again. <laughs> Nothing says holiday spirit like ruining other people's yes. lives. Okay, enough First with the, out the thriller and the horror writers. We're shutting up because it's taken this whole demented tour <laughs> which which we are here for romance is not demented m we just we just talked about how juxtaposition is important yes. so i i am all about that for yeah. sure well but that, um, that... i go ahead jake i was just gonna say i think that uh now we can turn to holidays and other parts of juxtaposition <laughs> Jake, what what do you have? What do you want to say? 
What do I want to say about what? Like what? Like I, you want to talk the romance side? I know you do. Like that's the oh the sweet love. Oh my gosh, that's the part you want to talk about. So let's talk about that. Christmas, like meet cute romances. I am all about it. Like I love a good rom com and a good romance movie anyway. But I love, love, love Christmas ones especially. Okay. And I know they're super cheesy, but they just make my heart happy. And even though I know exactly how it's going to turn out, and I know that, like, it's absolutely ridiculous, it just makes me full of holiday cheer. So why does it, why does it make you so happy? Um, I think, I think part of the reason is, is that, is because I do know exactly how it's going to turn out, and it gives me all the happy feel-goods. And so... I love that fact. And so I will watch multiple in a row of these holiday romance movies and stuff because I know that in the end, everybody's going to end up happy and the evil land-grabbing ex-boyfriend of the big city girl is going to be like defeated and the town is going to survive without their big box store and... It just it's it's all the right and good wonderful things in my okay. head. Okay. So someone's writing that story, right? Say someone's writing it. Yeah. What do they need to be including into that to make it work? I think the the biggest thing is is to to go back to like you said the tropes and everything and to to really again, lean into the piece that's not necessarily part of the holiday. Like for that one, it's, it's romance. And so leaning into the standard pieces that you have to have for a romance, like a happily ever after. Um, and all, so like you were talking earlier about the comedy stuff. And so you have these holiday movies, like let's take uh, home alone for okay. instance. Um, Home Alone has all of these wonderful comedy bits that are so classic. And if you were to take them outside of that movie, they would still be funny. But <clears throat> Home Alone's a good one because it is a good example of it's comedy, but it has that like loving ending. Because when, you know, mom, the mom gets back home and she's like, Kevin, and it's, it is really like, oh, he was just trying to, he was just Home Alone, right? Yeah. So that one I, I can. That one's yeah, that's a good one. And and so all I'm saying is is that you have to take the original genre that you're kind of using to get this holiday portion across okay. and really kind of lean into that. So like for romance, again, like you have to have the happily ever after, you have to have the love interest, you have to have um all all the pieces that that go into a romance novel and you just happen to have it set during the holidays where a lot of the love interest and intrigue comes from holiday traditions or being around family or that type right. of thing. It's amplified because it's just in that holiday season, right? Yeah. So is it, is it, my question is, is it considered a holiday story? And this is kind of plays on the diehard thing. If it just happens to be in, that's the setting you put it in. It's the holiday season. It's whatever. Um, is that, does that make it like a Christmas story if you're doing Christmas? Um, 
I think that depends on the individual that's reading it really. Like, I mean, I, I know that you can have like, for instance, like, so I've never seen Die Hard. So I, I'm kind of at a loss as far as, as why people think it is or is not Christmas. Um, and so, but from, I'm not, my, from I'm my, not shocked that you haven't seen that, by the way. I don't think anybody. I ever. know. I'm, from my perspective, it's an action movie, but it's set at a Christmas holiday party, and that's why people okay. think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So, okay, that's it's so, like a cozy action movie almost. It's it, cozy. it takes place in one place. It's cozy. It's a cozy. It takes place in one place. There's a set number of characters. There's not like faceless stunt henchmen showing up to get shot by John McClane like a John Wick movie. All right, all right. Um, so with that information and kind of what I know about the fact that it is like there's it has something to do with Christmas, um, I would I would personally say that it really boils down to the person that's watching it. Like obviously the writer was trying to go for something specific. Right. Um, but how the the watcher or the reader of whatever movie or book kind of takes away from it is up to them. So I think if Die Hard is your version of a Christmas movie, great. It's a Christmas right. movie. I'm, I, I'm think not, that, I wonder I'm if Jake is just saying that to keep me off of his back. No! I Here's the thing. People, and I Jake, I'm going to say this before you go into that. People, it is a line. You either are a diehard, it is Christmas story or not. And people get very, very defensive about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give them out for that. I really don't care. I love Die Hard as a Christmas movie, but I can get into the warm, fuzzy stuff too. So here's an example. <laughs> it's like the movie. <laughs> I almost you, said it, but yeah, I didn't. Almost said it. I stopped myself. Good job. Um, the, the movie, it's a wonderful life. Okay. Would you consider that a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah. Okay. Why? It's, I mean, it's just set during Christmas, right? Like it's, he's having a Christmas party and he's learning the value of Christmas of what his life is. is. And he's having a crisis. Yeah. That's not, oh my God. (laughs) Yes, David. (laughs) No, that's fine. It's cool. I'm just over here in the corner, rocking gently. David. <laughs> so, there are parts of it that are set during the holiday season, right. but there's not a single spot where it says this is Christmas, right. as far as as the main theme. There is snow around and that kind of thing, but really, it's following one person's life. Um, even from from a young age up through their adulthood and seeing the difference that they've made in other people's lives. So for a lot of people, that's not a Christmas movie. Right. And but he's for, in crisis and he's suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, that's not a, that's not a holiday movie necessarily. It is a movie that's that's done well for what it is, but for a lot of other people, it is very much a holiday movie. For my dad, it is absolutely a holiday movie. For me, it is a beautiful movie that I don't need to have it be the holidays to watch. I love Christmas on 54th Street. 
Yeah, that's a great one. That's my favorite. That's my one I have to watch every year. And why do you have to watch the one, Em? Because it's got that little bit of inspiration for the child that there might just be some Christmas magic left after all. Beautifully said. Very nice. I have a horrible one that I like okay. to watch every year, but but I feel I feel that it's a Christmas film and it actually has a decent message. You just have to wait for it, and that movie's Bad Santa. Okay, I so I that's another one that I haven't. You seen. need to not watch that movie, Jake. You will be no. You will. Okay. It's amazing, Jake. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton play. Krampus and, and, is better. <laughs> Watch Krampus. That's fun. But Bad okay. Santa, definitely. Okay, so Bad Santa is one that you really like, David. That and is that one that you watch every year? It's like tradition. It's one that I watch every year. That's tradition. It's one of the ones I watch every year. That's tradition. That's not a horror movie or Home Alone. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So we have all of these movies that are holiday themed or holiday adjacent or really about the holidays and they become part of our traditions. And so whether or not they are a holiday movie per se doesn't really matter as long as it involves the traditions that we have around the holiday. So is that what I'm But in a way it could be two sides of the same coin. Very very deep Jake. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm all about that. I will definitely take it as I was being clever and not I was just rambling. He was just rambling. <laughs> it's all good. I found it inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Um so Brandon. Yes. Do you have a holiday movie that is your kind of go-to? Uh, a Christmas story. I love that I, one. I, I, and that's one that I, I watched with my cousins and my grandparents way back in the day. I so. have to watch it every year. I have to. And I I just get a kick out of that movie because it's there's just so many like little like like I said, there's little things that are funny, but it's like that's a family thing. Like that's just something that would happen and you wouldn't think twice about it, but it's funny, right? Like his dad jokes and stuff like that, like for Geely. It's like, no, that's <laughs> that's fragile, but that's so classic. So fine. Um, and I do love that the parents on Christmas morning are sitting there drinking wine when the yes. kids are in, like yes. first thing in the morning. <laughs> like uh, nobody thought about that. Like <laughs> so, there's just little things I really enjoyed through that movie. I always I thought it. they were drinking coffee. I never noticed. <laughs> I mean, I see it as wine, which. I mean, it could be coffee too, but I I think it's I, to me it looks like wine. So, coffee would make well, coffee would make more sense, but in my mind, it, it's wine. Well, in my inevitable annual viewing of a Christmas story, I'll make I'll make sure to you know <laughs> really look at their what they're drinking Christmas. <laughs> they're drinking. Like, oh my god, they are drinking wine. <laughs> now, my favorite animated Christmas movie is Polar Express. See, and I didn't connect with that one. I I get it that a lot of people love it, but I had a hard time with it. I haven't even watched it like I'm that person. You're not a no, bad not person a bad. for it's not a, watching it's a, it. It's good. It's good. I like it. I'm on your side with that one. That one's a good one. What about The Grinch? 
It depends on Love the version. The Jim Carrey version. No, okay, it has no. to be the animated no. version. OG animated. animated. Yeah, animated. The original. Oh, you're talking original version. Okay. Yeah, like the original original. That one's good. Ooh, that one's... I didn't even think about that one. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Please tell me somebody watched the old claymation ones. Yep, I did. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, so I personally love A Muppet Christmas Carol. Second best adaptation of that story. It's a pretty Second. good one. I, I, my brothers made me watch it so many times. Our tape out when I was a kid, and I won't watch it anymore. Here's the thing my family won't watch it with me, so I have to wait until they are out of the house to watch it by myself. I, uh, Jake, you're gonna like hit me. I've never actually seen that movie. Brandon, Brandon, I've never seen it. <laughs> Have you at least seen like the George C. Scott version? Uh, sure. Have you seen any version of A Christmas Carol? There's a Patrick Stewart version. Get... I'm gonna go rock. David, go, for David, really? go rock in the corner for a minute. <laughs> you really haven't seen any of them? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. There well, was a Disney one when I was a kid that I remember. Yeah. There's there's the Disney one with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's the I think that's the one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm you're gonna have to step up your game. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> but it's fine. You have Disney Plus. You better be watching one of these versions. I'll think about it. Don't don't be like that. <laughs> yeah, in the holiday spirit. Yeah, Gosh, the extent of my Christmas decorations is a wreath. Um that's it. That's all that's all we do in my house. My house, You're... not my mom's house. My mom's house is completely different. That's a whole different ballgame. Jake's Christmas decorations. They are there. <laughs> they are, they are there. I was giving you so much shit about that the other day. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to be there. Like... Oh, Brandon was being mean to me. It was awful. Um, so I want to touch base before we're done about an actual Christmas book and not just movies. Um, there is this book that my grandparents were given. It was Vanity published back in the day by one of their friends, but it is one of my very, very favorite things to read during Christmas, and I read it every year. Um, and it's called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Um, and it really goes through and talks about Santa Claus as a young kid and how he grew up and how he started making toys and how he got his reindeer. Um, and it's, to me, it's just this magical story. And I love it because it's something sort of different. It's kind of like a prequel to what Santa Claus is now. Um, and so that book, for me hits really hard as far as the holiday stuff goes. And that's kind of the book that if I were to write a holiday book, I would love to write something like that. Now that sounds awesome. It reminds me of the claymation Santa Claus that came out around the same time as Rudolph did. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, kind of in a similar vein to that, but really um, you would love it 
it's uh, it's so beautifully done. See, I like things with Christmas magic in them. Um, I know it's not real, but it's kind of, I guess, the same thing that reason people enjoy the romance versions is, you know, they they wish or hope for that happily ever after to come. You know, I'm hoping for the Christmas magic and the kids that don't have to have. And wait, what do you that's, what do you mean it's not real? Well. <laughs> Not going there with you, James. <laughs> I was like, he's baiting you. Like he's betting you. I right. know he is. <laughs> oh, I but love it. I mean, Annie could be considered a Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, and those are the kind of things, you know, where the kids get what they need. They get the family. They get the love, and the you know, somebody's out there caring about them. Those are the ones I get into. Yep. I feel you there. Uh, Kathleen, did you want to hop on? Uh, yes. I was thinking that the movies that I love the best um, at Christmas are the older ones. Um, and you mentioned A Miracle on 34th Street, which is just my all-time. Well, I don't know if it's my all-time favorite because I have a few of those. Um, but I, I love... Um, the Bells of St. Mary's. I love the Glenn Miller story. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. But all of those movies, uh, even like White Christmas, the reason I love them. Such a good one. <laughs> I think I'm showing my age a little bit. I, I like the black and white versions the most because that's how I saw them first. Um, but it makes me think of my parents. Yeah, and love and connection. Yeah, it's just really family for me, and uh, so with this topic, when uh, I didn't know what the topic was going to be tonight, uh, so I brought myself from the TV side of the house into the library side of the house where our Christmas tree is, and I'm sitting uh, watching my Christmas tree as we're talking about all this, and I, I don't know, I just. Anything that makes me feel like um, I'm, you know, very sentimental about all of that. And uh, so that's why I love those movies. And I always save them to the very last couple weeks before Christmas to watch them. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just me. But I really enjoy the stories. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, I wait every year for all the mail to pile up in the courtroom. You know, like that was just such a great movie. But I love it. I agree, and I think so I said the name wrong a while ago. But I have had three glasses of wine. I apologize. <laughs> you were just fine, Em. No worries. <laughs> Jake knows why, but hey, hey, you, some days you got to do it. <laughs> I, however, for the since I don't know when does those Hallmark movies start coming out? Uh, like at Thanksgiving time or whatever. So yeah. I've been recovering from surgery. So, <laughs> oh my God, I could write any one of those movies because they're all kind of the same. I, I do have a few favorites that have a little twist to them. Um, but yeah. it's They're fairly formulaic though. Oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely. And I- that's kind of the magic of them so yeah 
They they do have a new one that's coming out that I do want to see though. Which it's is called Divas for Christmas, and it's like a bunch of like nineteen eighties um, divas. They're doing a Christmas show together. I can't think of anybody that's starring in it, but I do kind of want to see it. That sounds good. It'd be fun. It's probably going to be a comedy, which would be great. Which is great. Which is always great. Um, Brandon, yes. before we are done, okay, we need to talk about resolutions. Yes. Because we're not going to be here for, for January. We're not going to be here for the new year. So, Jake, do you have a resolution set? Um, so my, I think my resolution is to read less books than I read this year. <laughs> Why are you reading less? That's part of our job is to read. I know. I just, I want to have a more somewhat reasonable goal than reading 104 books. Cause it was a Good lot. Cr- you read 104 books so far this year. I'm on, a, I'm on 106. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I had set my goal for like 75 and I am so I'm at like 20. I have so failed. You have not failed. You have just given yourself room to improve for next year. I like I've that. got 70 in. And see, I I I would be happy with like 70, 75. That sounds much more reasonable. And if I only get 20 books in, great. I only get 20 books in. See, he says um, that. So he says that. And then he'll be like, you don't know I've me. only had 20 books this year. I'm like, well, that's fine, Jake. Well, like, that's fine. <laughs> it is. Fine. And that's perfectly acceptable. But then you'll be like, that's unacceptable. Like, <laughs> you'll be so wow. hard on yourself. Like, that's. You don't know. I do know you. You don't know. I know you very well. Um, my other goal would be to, I would really like to write and complete three books for next year at minimum. Um, and I'm not saying like completely done. I'm just saying like first draft. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, that's kind of my goal for writing. And I am, I have exciting news that I'm going out on submission to publishers in January. So I'm really hoping that my book gets picked up. That's exciting. Congratulations, That's Jake. That's exciting. Congratulations. Awesome, Jake. Congrats. So those are my goals. Good job. Brandon? I want to pick up an agent next, by, within the realm of next year is my goal. Yes. Yes. That's my goal. I don't have anything else. That's my goal. But that. that. And that works? That's brilliant. We'll <laughs> Don't see me. I'm being like, no. Manifesting. No, we don't. Yes. 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 Anybody else want to share a resolution for next year? I don't know if it's a resolution or a goal, but um, I think I shared with you guys, and I'll share it with with you now that I was anticipating the contract. With a publishing house, I got that contract today. So it's so freaking exciting! Congratulations! Awesome, ma'am. That's why I've been drinking. Because <laughs> celebrating. Cheers. It is for a five-book deal. Oh, uh, and I'm going to have very strict parameters to get those done. And that'll be your goal. 
is to get those done. That is definitely going to be my goal. I love it. Uh, David, you were going to speak up. Sure. So for next year and whatnot, I, I've been kind of vacillating on writing goals. This year I've written 300,000 words. Nicely but, done. Right. Uh, but I'm not exactly clapping because – so I've actually only finished one first draft this year. I'll have two finished by before the end of the year because I'm actually cooking with gas on a manuscript right now. But next year I'd like to maybe up it to 350, 350,000 okay. words a year. And I'd also actually like to actually get three or four – you know, first drafts books out of that actual <laughs> books. I started and stopped three different manuscripts, and I and I stopped them all at around fifty thousand words. I stopped the third one I was writing this year again at fifty thousand words, two hundred thousand words on books that are just going to get written next year. And and that's okay. Yeah, it is. It is. But that that's my goal next year to actually get three or four books in the can and up it to like three hundred fifty thousand. I David, I'm going to scold you later. You know that, right? For what? What do I do? You need to finish the ones that you've done that I've read and get those out. Oh, that one? No, 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 no. That one's the one I finished. Okay. Um, I've actually put that one out on sub uh, to uh, some publishers. Not too many, but... Yay! Uh, well, it got shortlisted twice. And it's <laughs> like, what the huge. hell is wrong? That's huge. I love that twisted end on that. So I hope you didn't change that. No, 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 no. I just kind of I fleshed out some stuff. I put the 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 miscarriage subplot back in the thing uh, because I had to chop it out because Raw Dog gave me a thirty eight thousand word limit um, and some other stuff I, I added to it. But yeah, no, I didn't take anything out. Everything was just I, I added. I added stuff back that I had cut out. I love it. So yeah, don't worry about that bad boy. I just love that you are going out to publishers. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been doing that since last year. I've been I've been sending small presses probably before Perfect. I was ready. Perfect. I learned the hard way. It is uh, isn't all of it hard? <laughs> isn't publishing David hard? was un <laughs> the unfortunate victim of one of my beta reads. Whatever beta reads are amazing. It was a helpful beta read. Yeah, I know from first-hand experience how helpful those beta reads are. So I don't want to hear it, Em. <laughs> uh, Kathleen or Carolyn, do you guys have any goals for this next year? To finish the damn manuscript. <laughs> Yay! You got this. And we will root you all the way. Uh, well, I'm not writing... But I would like to put my book reading uh, goal up to about 30 books. Ooh, I, love it. Um, I read very slow, uh, but I do love to read. And so I could never set a really high goal. But I think 30 I could probably do. I think that sounds very doable. doable. Very doable. All right, Jake, we have a little surprise for everybody, don't we? Yeah, we do. Do you want to announce that? I think you should announce it. Uh, okay, so because this is our season finale, we will be back on February 7th, and we're going to be talking about how to write, what I write, how to write a prologue. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to be doing some 
podcast episodes. We're going to be guest appearing on some other podcasts, and we will upload them to our website so they're available for everybody. Next week, we're appearing on um, what, Craig and Callie. Callie and Craig? Yeah, Callie and yeah, Craig. Thank Doc. you. <laughs> I always get that one backwards. Um, we're going to do Battle of the Besties and see which two, which group, which two know each other better. It's gonna be it's fun. Gonna be fun. I, I am looking forward yeah. to it. And we've we've kind of chatted with them already, and uh, they're a good group, and we're excited to help promote theirs yes. and as much as they're help promote yeah. ours. So make sure to pop over and give us a follow on there, so you get that notification when that episode pops in, because it's gonna be kind of like a crossover, right? We're gonna we're they don't know it yet, but we're gonna give them some off-topic topics. We're going to surprise them with yep. that. Sneaking a little stuff there, so Jake will have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to, I think that's that's next week, right? We're going to be recording that. It will yeah, not, it's next week. It will not be live, so um, you'll have to give us a listen on wherever you stream your podcast from. Yep. And, uh, I don't know when we'll get the actual recording, so as soon as it's there, we'll put it up on the writer's block, so. Yes. Yes. So, well, that, I, Jake, we are out of time. We're done with season two. I know. It's so sad. We're done with season two. Hooray. 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 Not hooray. Uh, hooray, be- hooray because we made it through the season, not because I'm excited that we're done. I'm I'm going to, uh, I know. February. February. <laughs> we're going to take a couple months off and regroup, but we'll be back. We promise we're not going anywhere. Jake and I love this too much. Love it. Very much so. so. Yeah. And good luck on going out on submission, Jake. Um, Thank so you. proud of you. And one of these days, I guess I'm going to have to wait until it's published to read it. <laughs> well, you might have to because I am going to hold it hostage until I get a signed copy of your first book. Okay. Ta-da! <laughs> Everything's all right in the end. <laughs> anyway, we love you all so very much. Love you Great too. Great job with everything that you do. And we are so excited to see you guys back in February. Thank you, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.